0: Good morning, happy Thursday to you. It is February 23rd and you are listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. I'm Adam Wright, so happy to be with you on this Thursday morning as I am each and every morning. Lent has begun, started yesterday. We continue our Lenten journey today. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen well we are very happy to be with you on this thursday today we've got some encouragement for you if you keep saying you know i keep confessing the same sin over and over again and every time i have that a purpose of amendment and then somehow i fall back into that trap of temptation uh, we've got some encouragement for you today we also have um well what, what do we have here today we have julie lassiter with us today i believe Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Sorry, I have my notes kind of hidden there from me. But that's what's ahead on the show today, and we will, of course, have the daily dose of encouragement, the weather, the saint of the day, all of those goodies for you as well. So let's not waste any time. Let's go to Mike
1: Roberts now for today's weather. Today is the feast day of St. Polycarp. Born in the mid-first century, he was a disciple of the Apostle of John, would likely have heard Jesus speak, and the first bishop of Smyrna, leading the new faith community for more than half a century. Working with Pope Anacletus, Polycarp had a fundamental role in establishing when Easter would be celebrated, and he wrote many letters to encourage the faithful, a number of which survive to this day. At a time when being a Christian was a virtual death sentence for many, he sent these words to encourage the faithful by invoking the memory of recent martyrs. I exhort you all to yield obedience to righteousness and the exercise of all patience such as you have seen set before you in the case of the blessed Ignatius and Zosimus and Rufus. They are in their place in the presence of the Lord with whom they suffered. For they loved not this present world, but him who died for us and for our sakes, was raised again from the dead. Polycarp himself would suffer martyrdom. At the age of 86, he was arrested and led into a packed stadium in Smyrna where the Romans attempted to burn him alive. When the flames did not harm him, he was stabbed to death. Saint Polycarp, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day.
0: Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. We are back. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network. And to this day, people still ask me, Adam, what is it you do? And here's the the long and short of it. At its core, here on Roadmap to Heaven, this is what we're about. We're about you becoming a saint, and we're about us becoming saints. We're all called to be saints. In fact, I love the way the Baltimore Catechism puts it. Know God, love God, serve God in this life so that we can be with him in the next. Julie Lassiter has been talking about this with us, juggling the seasons of life, navigating God's call in each season of life, late night holy hours and family. And by the way, you've got the youngest Lassiter here in the yes, studio with I us. Do. Julie, it's great to have you back with us again.
2: Thank you, Adam. It is great to be back. And, you know, thinking about holy hours, and I, I know we spent, my husband and I, Peter, we spent many nights in adoration thinking about our biggest leap of faith in business. And, you know, we talked to our kids about vocations. So obviously our primary vocation is where is God calling us right now and how do we be the best at that right now? So in school, I was a teacher, educator before, and I taught high schoolers. And we talked about vocations, but theirs was a little bit different. It was about their job. Where are they going? The most important thing. Sometimes it's like job, 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 job. And in real life, it's about vocation. Where's God calling you first? And then from there, where can you serve him best in your work? And it, it can be very challenging to think through. But I always tell my kids, I was an English teacher. I had a photography company. I currently am a real estate agent. I taught PSR. I'm an office manager for my husband's law firm. So my job is very vast and changes all the time. So if your primary focus is your job, that becomes everything of who you are. But when we, as Catholics, think about our vocation and where God is leading us, and then how do we live out his love for us in that, we can easily find something that fills that.
0: Yeah, you know, I love the fact that we focus on first vocation and second vocation. For me, first and foremost, God's calling me to be a husband and Mm -hmm. as part of that to be a father. The secondary vocation is he's invited me to be a radio host. That's where I'm working in the vineyard of the Lord. I'm providing the, the, the work. Radio for everybody out there in the vineyard, but it would be nice to think, okay, the security of being a husband and a father—that you know, starting salary for being a husband and a father these days is actually zero. I don't get paid for it, and, <laughs> no. and it's heavenly the,
3: reward, yeah, That's right. what it is. <laughs> you know, it's
0: not on this life. That's right, uh, but. Here on, on this earth, I do have to have a job because we like to enjoy certain luxuries like uh, a roof over our heads and electricity and heat and food. You know, we, is, we, we do enjoy those things. I don't know about right. you.
2: I do. I enjoy those things. And we have to be grateful for those things that they seem like, oh, this is just part of of life. But it's something that we absolutely need to be grateful for.
0: Now, sometimes we enjoy security, that we know what that secondary vocation is. But Julie, you just mentioned about five different things in the span of 30 seconds. Right? Teacher, photographer, real estate. Agent, mm-hmm. office manager, catechist—it um, it goes on and on. Sometimes God calls us to new things, and we have to leave that security behind. And you say, "Wait a minute! I have a—I have a wife, I have kids, I have a family, and you want me to take this leap of That's faith?"
2: Right. Yeah. And when when Peter went off to to do military training, I stepped and stayed home. So not only were we putting you know, everything on his work, um, but I also wanted to be a part of that. So when he came home from the military, he realized God made it very painful at his job and God had to make it uncomfortable for him to take the leap because otherwise he would never have taken it. He had to absolutely hate his job, but to have hope that there was a good change. So then he stayed home and uh, we started the firm out of the necessity. So one of the beautiful things that Peter's able to do because he's his own boss is he prays with his clients. They come in, they sit down, and a lot of times we talk about things that aren't fun. No one really enjoys talking to an attorney. <laughs> Usually. Nah, I say seventy five percent of the really time. I really
0: hope I get to speak with an attorney today. That's I was just thinking well, that. They just
2: you know, it's seventy-five percent of the time it's it's uncomfortable. It's a lot uncomfortable when you don't have faith and and you're you don't really know what to do. So Peter starts it with a prayer and then he lets our clients know that we're praying for them. Um we try to do an a holy hour as a as a, a company. Um it usually just is us praying the Angelus at the office and just offering up prayers for our clients. Just honestly praying with our clients I think has been a really rewarding part of the firm and um, just being able to be there as not only – Peter brings it to Guardian at Lighten work as well. And um, I'm just so so thankful that in 2013 he made it so miserable for Peter that it was very clear of what God wanted us to do to prepare us for this.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this goes back to that first vocation. How do I best serve my spouse? How do I best serve my family? And I think back to my story that I was doing something absolutely great. I was a church music director. I got to play music for Holy Mass. It was an incredible thing. And the flip side of it, though, was, and and, and I I think sometimes we underappreciate this, um, that I was gone every weekend. And I was gone every holiday, every Christmas morning. and, 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 And praise God for those opportunities that I had in that season of life where that didn't really affect anyone other than me. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. And I could do that. I could be that person. But it became obvious that the season of life was changing. I remember praying for multiple years, like, Lord, if you can open up something new, that I can better live out my first vocation. And along comes this opportunity to be on the radio. And everyone's like, oh, so you have prior radio experience? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, you've done a radio (laughs) show before? Like, nope. But we're, you know what? And, and then on top of that, we launched the show in April of 2020. We were going to be talking about current events here on Roadmap to Heaven, and there were zero current events. You know, and so should we postpone? It's like, no, we're going to take the sleep of faith that if God's calling us to this and, – yeah. and, and, and I, I, I have a, a real distaste for that phrase. God wouldn't call you to it if you couldn't do it. No, God calls us to things we can't do all the time, but he's there with us because – he can do it. That's right. And sometimes, you know, you identify these priorities and you say, all right, I'm going to take the leap. And that's where that first vocation really comes in, because Beth was right there with me to hold my hand and say, all right, you're 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 jumping off a cliff here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I'm going to jump right there with you.
2: That's right. And we we are called to suffer <laughs> in this life, right? And so sometimes that anticipation, that anxiety where you know where you currently are maybe isn't the best place for you to be. And you know there's change coming, and you just have to trust. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. If you have to make that over and over again to find that peace in that moment, because it is a challenge. And people take leaps of faith in relationships as well, you know, and it's if you don't share the faith in that, it can be a true, true challenge. So if you're if you're listening and you're thinking about, man, I really need to make this change. I just don't know how. Give it to God. He wants to help you get there. And if it's his will, he'll open a door. He'll you know, you do have to take a step. I think that's what's hard. When do you take the step? But hopefully he can shove you along the way too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now sometimes this is scary because a great master of Ignatian discernment wants to never make changes in times of desolation. And that's where spiritual direction, yes. talking with a, a good, competent spiritual authority and, and not just making rash decisions right, uh, is such an important thing. Oh, there's a live studio audience. Yes, I love it. I love them. having families here on the radio <laughs> with doors closing and cooing and, and all of that. It's, yes. it's I absolutely can't get enough. Yes. But, you know, that's the thing, Julie, I'm so grateful for your encouragement. And, and it takes me back to the first segment we did a, a while back on those late night holy hours. Whether it's late night or midday or many times a day, if you're uneasy, you're not sure where God's calling you to go, the first place to start is in his presence. That's right. Yeah. That's right.
2: This week we had a we did a virtual holy hour because with this, there was a, a, a storm that was brewing and they canceled adoration just to help people not – you know, want to be safe on the road. So we were watching live Holy Hour, which I kind of feel is 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 not that it's silly, but it's it's very different, right? So we're uh, we're praying, and it's just Pete and I in the living room. The kids are kind of starting to go to bed, and uh, then our boys came back out, and we're talking, and and one was being rude, and Peter said very seriously, "You are in the virtual presence of our Lord Savior," and I had to laugh because I was like, "Stop it! We're always in His virtual presence if we really <laughs> want to talk like that." Oh, but even. In in that moment, we were able to just sit still in our living room with the the holy screen, you know, glaring Jesus in the Eucharist, and uh, we have a crucifix above our TV, and um and it was it was beautiful just to have that the vision of Him sacrifice on the cross, but then also right there in the sacrifice of what happens in the Eucharist and moment of peace in our own home. It rarely happens. We ask for it often, um, but it was again creating that time, creating that space.
0: Every morning we start the show with the morning offering, and in that morning offering, we're offering Mm -hmm. ourselves, our day, everything we do to the Lord. So sometimes that means that leap of faith, but Julie Lasseter, I want to thank you for being with us this morning to encourage us and taking that leap of faith when called. It's not a daily thing. Sometimes it's not even a monthly, yearly, or every five years thing. It might be once in a decade, once in a lifetime, but to pray to have that grace that when we are faced with the leap of faith, we can take that leap of faith. and. Trust that God's right there with us. Absolutely. Thank you, Adam. All right. We're going to take a break here. Not a leap of faith, just a break. You're listening to Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back after this.
2: A Prayer to Redeem Lost Time by St. Teresa of Avila. Oh my God, source of all mercy, I acknowledge your sovereign power. While recalling the wasted years that are past, I believe that you, Lord, can in an instant turn this loss to gain. Miserable as I am, yet I firmly believe that you can do all things. Please restore to me the time lost, giving me your grace, both now and in the future, that I may appear before you in wedding garments. Amen.
0: Cataquiz for you today. Uh, every year during Lent, we have what are called the Roman Station Liturgies. The Roman Station Liturgies. What are the Roman Station Liturgies? Do you know? The answer to our question today is not the Stations of the Cross. It's not a particularly Roman or Italian version of the Stations of the Cross. But actually, the Roman Stations are churches throughout the city of Rome that traditionally, throughout the centuries, the Holy Father would go to celebrate Mass once a day in a different church in different parts of the city, beginning on Ash Wednesday at St. Sabina and then concluding with Mass on Easter Sunday at St. Mary Major Basilica. And uh, it goes back to the early centuries of the church where everyone was kind of scattered because of the persecution of the church before Christianity became legalized in Rome. And it was a way to bring all of the different parts of the diocese together by the Holy Father going out to the different places and created this cohesive unity of the faithful with the Bishop of Rome. So there you have it, something you may not have known. Let's take another break and then we'll get you the weather and the daily dose of encouragement.
1: A prayer for our country. Almighty God, bless our nation and make it true to the ideas of freedom and justice and brotherhood for all who make it great. Guard us from war from fire and wind, from compromise, fear, and confusion. Be close to our President and our statesmen. Give them vision and courage as they ponder decisions affecting peace and the future of the world. Make me more deeply aware of my heritage, realizing not only my rights but also my duties and responsibilities as a citizen. Make this great land and all its people know clearly your will that they may fulfill the destiny ordained for us in the salvation of nations and the restoring of all things in Christ. Amen. It's a good time to
0: stop on this Thursday for our daily dose of encouragement. And Patty, I have to say, I feel like I finally have that opportunity here to say our word of the day is, because all week long, you've been leading us through five words for when we think we know better. Monday, humility, Tuesday, obedience, yesterday, trust. The word of the day today on this Thursday is?
3: Faith. Our faith is bigger than any parish. Our faith is bigger than any school. Our faith is bigger than our local family cemetery, Catholic cemetery. Our faith is bigger than any priest, any style of worship, any human tradition, any swing of the pendulum. Our faith is bigger. Our faith is in Jesus Christ and His promise to be with us until the end of the age. And Jesus fulfills that promise because He is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, at every valid Mass offered by an ordained priest. And whether that Mass is celebrated on a battleship out in the middle of the ocean for our military, or whether it's in a prison, or in a nursing home, or in a tiny church in Africa, or in a cathedral in Europe. So, my prayer is that we will beg God to increase our faith and our love for the Eucharist, so that no matter how far we have to drive to go to Mass, no matter who the priest is, no matter what the music is like, no matter what language the people speak, that we will hunger for the Eucharist. That's got to be where our faith is. The bottom line is whenever we think we know better, it really does become a faith issue. What is my faith in? Is it in me and my understanding or is it my faith in Jesus and the Eucharist? And what's the most important thing about our faith? The catechism tells us the Eucharist is the source and summit. Nothing else even comes close. So whenever we think we know better, we think we can fix things, we think we could make things right, let us cling to the faith that we have in the Eucharist and not get so upset about everything else.
0: You make me think of the Bread of Life discourse in the sixth chapter of John's Gospel and Peter's response when the Lord says, well, do you want to leave too? And Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of everlasting life. And what a beautiful gift faith is. We all pray for an increase of faith today. As I was driving home from Farmington on Tuesday night, one, I was very grateful for headlights. It's been a long while since I've driven on a uh, country highway, but uh, man, what a great time it was being with the men down there at St. Joseph. But as I was driving back, I had a lot of time to ponder things and ponder and, and pray, and One of the thoughts that I just kept coming back to is how grateful I am for everything God has been doing in the last three years. It's coming up on three years that I'll be here at the radio station. And among those, you know, I I say this every now and then, and I want to say it again today, is that midday examine. I'm going to be visiting a parish in March to give a a talk on discipline, detachment, and gratitude. And one of the key things in that talk that I'll mention is that midday examine. that 60 seconds every day where I stop around lunchtime and say, Lord, thank you for, and then fill in the blank. But it has to be something from that day so far, right? It has to, well, I I, I should say that it has to be something since yesterday's midday examine. And then, Lord, please give me the grace to better and then fill in the blank some area where I'm just kind of falling apart or not doing so hot that day and be specific. And in doing so, especially with my birthday earlier this week, my you know Beth asked me last night, did you get everything you wanted? Was, was your birthday good? And I really can't think of things that, I mean, there's guitars out there I'd love to buy, and there are amplifiers and all sorts of accessories I'd love to buy, but I really can't think of anything that I'm like, oh, I just have to have this. And that is not who I was a little over three years ago. It's been that daily thanksgiving, that daily search for God, thank you for what you are doing today that has enabled me to just really detach and just be so happy with all the blessings He's poured out on me and have that confidence to say, I can do without the things of this world. I just need him let's pray in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen all glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen mary mother of the church pray for us saint joseph terror of demons pray for us in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen tomorrow on the show steve wood's going to be with us and then Also, have you heard about the National Eucharistic Congress? Well, Joel Stepanek is going to be with us as well to share a little of what's going on with the Eucharistic Congress. So be sure to tune in for that here on Roadmap to Heaven. Until then, pray your rosary today.